are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, the podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Okay, Ulysses, we had a little scheduling change for now, which means we will do another player review today. And we have Tyler Glasnow as the focused player. Uh, yeah, and, and, and what a player review this will be. Of course, we all know what Tyler Glasnow was doing prior mm-hmm. to the injury. Let, let's go over that. He pitched 88 innings to a 2.66 ERA, a 2.77 FIP, a 1.49 ERA plus. He was striking out 123 guys in those 88 innings, uh, a 0.932 WHIP. He was a 2.6 F4 player. Uh, did you get the B WAR? 2.3, according to Bref. Uh, just, I mean, what he was doing, Kevin was unreal. He, he was on pace to be a Cy Young consideration type guy. Once again, because he did the same thing in 2019, just come out, uh, come out of the gate uh, really, really hot. He became must-watch TV. Yes. Every every night he was starting, a glass now start as a, as a racer, he's like, okay, I cannot miss this. And that is such a cool thing to become in, uh, in 2021. When, you know, it's all the bullpens and the openers and all that stuff, which, okay, yeah. you know, granted, it, it's a good strategy, but it's not, I mean, at least for me, uh, it's not as appealing as going to see a war course that can do seven innings each time out there. And I look at his game log and it, it, it's, it's unreal. 14 games he started. Do you know how many times he pitched five innings or less in those 14 games? Well, I know he pitched just four innings in his final start of the year because he got hurt. Right. But I do know that he was one of the very few raised starters and maybe one of the few, few starters throughout baseball that uh, was given the leash to go six, seven, and on occasion, eight innings. So I would imagine a vast majority of his starts were above five innings. You would be correct. Kevin, on your non-answer, uh, in 14 games started, he only pitched five innings or less three times, okay. including set time when he got injured. Yeah. Uh, this guy was doing everything that you expect from a workhorse. It was mm-hmm. such a great time to see Tyler Glass now on the bump every time out there. Yeah, and I love the point that you made about must-watch start, must-watch player, because he is he does have such a unique profile with the 98, 99, hundred mile per hour fastball. And then the crazy breaking 12, six curveball. And to highlight a positive for glass. Now this year, he added and incorporated a slider, a slutter, uh, whatever you want to call it, whatever term you want to call it, a legit third pitch that yeah. he used about a third of the time and that he, 
relatively quickly showed that he had command and control of that pitch. That was while the curveball is the pitch that you throw in the dirt to get that swing and miss for strike three. I mean, the slider could be an out pitch as well, but he could at least harness it in the zone when need be, particularly down and away. So to see him, we had always talked about, can he, will he develop a legit third pitch? And he was able to do that. One of those guys, like athlete at six foot eight, 225 pounds, the extension he gets, I don't know what is more fun and more enjoyable to watch. It, is it uh, opposing hitters swinging late on a fastball from him up in the zone? Or is it a hitter swinging super early on a curveball that most likely will go into the dirt and, you know, it, 45 uh, feet, basically not even to the, yes. the, the dirt of the, of we're the, out of the hand. The guy has a split second to make a decision like, Oh, I guess yeah. this, this could be a fastball and then in the wheelhouse, but no, it, it then it just drops quickly and completely. You know, it, it's what it's times like these that you just have to laugh at national media when they say something like, well, it's just the race. Don't, don't have any, any stars. Wander Franco, mm-hmm. player review done yesterday. Yes. Tyler Glass now. Randy Rosarena. I mean, these guys are just electric. How these are stars. These are stars. Yes. I, I believe that you can definitely do some marketing with all of these three guys. But yeah, talking about Tyler Glass now, he has ace type stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can only wonder what would have happened if he had been healthy and this team could have really leaned yes. on him in October and not so put so much pressure on the young guys. I think you, you you could make the argument that he would have made those younger guys feel a little bit less pressure, a little bit less like, Oh, well, you know, I have to be the guy not, like, no, Tyler glass now can be the guy mm-hmm. who's been in the league for, for, you know, since 2016, basically. Yeah. It, it really would have been, I think it could have been a different October for the Rays If glass now, was healthy and pitching to his potential because you could have had him in a game one. And then Shane McClanahan goes out in game two, and then the Rays could get creative in game three, maybe game four. And then you could bring back Tyler glass now in a possible game five or on short rest in game four. And we know about his playoff history, how that struggled a little bit, but I think uh, the pitch tipping and some of those areas of concern may have Look, the way he was pitching, I, I would have expected him to do pretty well in the playoffs if he was able to stay healthy. And, you know, you, I, I like how you mentioned uh, how deep that Tyler Glass now went in all of his starts or most of his starts. Um, I don't remember his win-loss record or what he was credited for, but I do know that the Rays won 10 of the 14 games that he started in which is a very impressive marker. And if you look a little bit deeper at the stats, uh, the velocity and spin rate actually slightly increased, improved on his curveball and fastball compared to 2020. He also lowered his walk rate. He lowered his line drive rate and he increased his ground ball percentage. When you look also at the maturity aspect of knowing that you can attack with your own stuff, with that powerful stuff, mm-hmm. you've got a 9,800 mile an hour fastball. You can attack with that. He has actually increased his first pitch strike percentage each time out there. Every yeah. year that has kept going up and up and up. And now it's at a career, uh, at a career high at 62.4%. Uh, you know, I believe it was Liam Hendricks who had the highest for relievers at 71%. Mm-hmm. So that can give you a, a kind of an idea of how 
at 62.4%, there's still room for improvement, but he is developing that ace type stuff into more control, knowing your own stuff that you can attack with that yeah. fastball. And you talk about that, the, the slutter that just gives him a whole more, uh, depth yeah. into kind of keeping those batters honest and, and, and not have to, well, you know, I'm just going to sit on the fastball. Well, you know, if he can control that slutter in the strike zone, mm-hmm. now you got yourself a, a, an issue. So he just became a whole deeper pitcher, but I want to highlight the the splits. Okay. This surprised me. He's actually way better against left-handed hitters, like so much better. Uh, 40 innings pitched, only 19 hits allowed, four bombs. He's going to hit, he's going to get hit bombs. Uh, eight walks, 54 strikeouts, a 0.67 whip. Mm. I mean, he is just devastating. You can talk about maybe that slutter going inside to, yeah. to the lefties, maybe that curveball, uh, knee buckling, uh, uh, you know, at the back foot of, of lefties, maybe attacking the, the, with the fastball up in the zone. He is just lethal against lefties. Yeah, it's also interesting because usually you would think if he was that good against lefties, he would have a great changeup. Yeah. But he doesn't. He has a changeup, but <laughs> it's not it. <laughs> very good or very developed. It just is essentially a slow fastball, at, a slow straight fastball at 91, 92, or 90 miles per hour. And that's something that, who knows, maybe going forward, we know about his work ethic and how meticulous he is about his craft that maybe he says – uh at some point following his rehab and recovery and when he gets back that that'll be okay i've mastered that third pitch can i go after this fourth pitch and he might not even need it quite frankly but it might just be another little side project for him going forward uh bet online is back and better than ever before a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props odds and lines than ever before bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season Be sure to head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive that bonus. Bet online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, and it is where the game starts. Okay, Ulysses, uh, looking at what went wrong with Tyler Glass now, I think it's relatively obvious and clear. Health, 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 health. Once again, too. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's the, the type of tradition that you hate. I don't know if you have a tradition in your family that you're like, oh, my God, not this again. <laughs> you know, as a Rays fan, now it's becoming, oh, man, Tyler yeah. Glass now. Is, is hurt once again mm-hmm. it sucks and you know who it sucks most of all for him for him he wants to be out there he is the biggest competitor uh, you know maybe on this team i mean you 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 see him like throwing apparently like he's like a, a, right. a chair a chucker uh when he, things are going wrong uh, i think brett phillips has mentioned uh that when he gets like just get a, a hit allows a hit yeah. In between innings, he just goes berserk. I mean, this guy is a competitor. So to be completely out of commission for not only half of a season where the team goes to win 100 games, a franchise best, mm-hmm. and then not knowing, well, I'm going to try to rehab and all that. I'm going to come back. Nope, I can't come back. Yeah. Now I have to be on the shelf for a whole 2022. I mean, that that is just bad news bears, man. 
It's a problem. We have to acknowledge that he has never thrown more than 110, 111 innings in a big league regular season. And we remember what happened in 2019, 2020 wasn't his fault. Couldn't do anything about that with the pandemic. But even before that, he's had some issues pop up now and again. And I look at it at some point, the question has to be asked is, and you actually brought this up not too long ago about, I wonder if there's going to be a point in time where he is shifted to a reliever bullpen guy or a closer where you taper back his innings and see if that salvages things a little bit, because I just, and you hope that his surgery and recovery, it gets him on the right track in the right plane, but you never know with pitchers sometimes. Sometimes you are a guy like Rich Hill who can come out and throw 158 innings this season at 41 years <laughs> yeah. old. And sometimes you're uh, one of the more athletically gifted players in baseball, if not all of sports. And the arm, the arm can be tricky. So that that should be a, a concern going forward, especially with how hard he throws and the type of spin that he generates. And I wonder, you know, how much of the him going away from the sunscreen and the rosin, Mm -hmm. if that played a role into his injury or he was using that. Okay. So that's a hundred percent. Okay. Just grab this stress ball and and you see all of the, 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 the the muscles that tense up. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's even way worse when you're throwing a baseball and you're chucking it at 99 miles an hour and then you're told no you have to even grip it even harder right because you don't have that sunscreen all that stuff so uh yeah i think it definitely became an issue it might have even um uh kind of accelerated what was going in yeah that with with that injury in his arm but you know it's a shame because he's he is just so so good when you talk about you know, he throws so hard. That's how he gets, you know, uh, into trouble mm-hmm. because of the velocity that he that that he has in his arsenal. He gets he doesn't get hard. Uh, his, it's going to create talk about the home runs. He, I think, uh, allowed 10 home runs in 88 innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know that he's going to give up hard contact. He was in the 30th percentile in, bar, in, in barrel rate, hard hit percentage, fourth percentile. Yeah. Exit velocity, third percentile. So what I know it doesn't happen this that, that often, but when he does get hit, it's not going to be the Yarbrough softies, right. the Fleming softies bloopers. It's it's going to be damaged. Yeah, you could have a guy just stick the bat out and bunt, and if a guy, if Glasnow throws a 99 fastball, it, it might go to the outfield Yeah, if it goes off the barrel, and that's just, it's literally Glasnow providing the power, for the most part, for the other hitter. Now, a lot of his home runs, I think, or several of them were on the slutter earlier on in the season, mm-hmm. where I still think he was maybe trying to find the field for that pitch, yes. and he left some hangers, so I think that was part of it. The other thing is maybe some guys just early in counts, they're just waiting for that first pitch fastball and trying to capitalize on that because once Glass now gets that first pitch strike, then it's, is he going to give me another fastball? Is it going to be a curveball? Is it going to be a slider? And even if I know what it is, can I hit it? That's yeah. the that's the other uh, part of the equation too. So, um, but outside, outside of that, it, it's really the injury thing. I think that's the big thing going forward because you look at it and 
already this year, Shane McClanahan has thrown more innings in his rookie year than, than Glasnow has ever done in any one season. It's, it's an issue. It's an issue. But, uh, you know, what can you do? I mean, th- these are things that you can't, that, that you can't help you right. know, uh, uh, avoid. They just happen. Uh, like you said, Rich Hill can throw 150 innings as, as a 41-year-old, but the most athletic guy maybe on this team gets hurt. So you yeah. can't really do m- much about that. I want to go back to that slutter, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you, you're saying that he might have gotten hit early in the year with that, and I do agree with that. But can he use it to get the righties out a little bit better by putting it in the strike zone faster? If he can, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, if he's getting bombarded with with first pitch swings, and and that's how he's getting hurt with the fastball because he's pitching. Let's all put it all the whole the whole big picture together. He's right. pitching he, uh, with more strikes, starting the at bats with more strikes. So that probably means that he's using that fastball more often in an O and O count. So the home runs are coming because they know this is the pitch mm-hmm. I gotta get hit. So can he utilize that slaughter in a better way against righties so that he can start the at bat with that slaughter, get hitters even yeah. more? off base and then that he can improve those numbers so i think that the the key here besides the not getting injured part right how can he utilize that slutter a little bit better and another thing i saw he gets a little bit out of shape um uh, with two outs it, it, mm-hmm. it's 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 the weirdest thing with two outs the walks increase the strikeouts decrease i don't know if it's if it's a, a mentality thing yeah. of like, I got the two outs, uh, I'm, I'm almost done. It's right. like, no, you got to get the three. Yeah. Or it three. could be a fatigue thing too, if depending on how many pitches he's thrown in that inning already. How much effort he's going after every pitch. Yeah. So the, the, those are things that I, I think, you know, we'll have to look forward in 2023. Yeah. Or very, very late 2022, but most likely 2023. That's a good point about the, slider slut or whatever we want to call the thing is because i think he's more likely to consistently throw that in the zone or just outside the zone to induce a swing and a miss as opposed to the curveball as pitching backwards first pitch whatever it may be uh okay ulysses the big question tyler glasnow's future with the team this is one of the players That is very much in the air, his future with the Rays. Um, I'm still waffling back and forth on whether he's going to continue to be in a Rays (laughs) uniform or not uh, with the salary considerations, with the injury considerations. And here's, I'll just put it on the table right here. I think it's going to be one or the other. Tyler Glasnow or Kevin Kiermaier will be on the roster in 22. I don't see both of them on the roster or within the organization, I should say. Can I put you in the hot seat here? Sure. When you say that uh, one cannot live while the other survives, Harry Potter thing, um, if it's one or the other guy, let's say KK gets traded and Glass now remains. Are you saying that he just went to ARB and he's just got his six mil? to sit on on the on the shelf for a whole year or are you saying no no kk leaves yeah glass now stays but with a multi-year extension i don't know about a multi-year extension but i think the rays would 
essentially pay him $12 million total for one year of production in 2023. Six mil, six mil. 2022, yes. 2023. Because I think the idea is by 2023, think about who knows what's going to happen until that time. But if you just look at the progression of the Shanes, Rasmussen, Patino, the other guys, and then you add Glass now back into the fold, and Wander Franco is going to be a couple years older. Some of these other guys are going to be Randy. a couple years older. That might be. This is our chance. That could be. If if that could be our World Series year, I one hundred percent agree with you. The twenty twenty three year of him coming back. Which, by the way, how much are you willing? to bet on Tyler Glass now innings-wise. Yeah. yeah, he can go in to pitch seven, eight innings. So do you want to throw that guy into a reliever? I know I, I like that idea maybe for 2022 if he comes back in September, but do you want to risk a guy who can give you seven innings and turn him yeah. into a reliever? But is he actually going to give you seven innings in 2023? I don't think so. Right. I think he's going to be babied, which coming out of this yeah. procedure, he probably should be babied. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think it's one of those things – that even if he is babied, he would still, assuming he returns to form or is as good of a pitcher as he's been, that he is still a very, very valuable asset. And I look at it this way: if we're, if it's one or the other with Glasnow and Kevin Kiermaier, um, I think that Glasnow's value is probably at its lowest right now, and Kiermaier's value is probably at its highest. Yeah, or as high as it's going to be because. Every day that KK gets older and gets into the season, uh, I, he he had one of his best seasons of his career this with the year. stick too. Yeah, so like, th- this would be the time to cast him off. And I think, like, if we're looking at free agency and some of the available guys out there, I think really the only, I guess, big name, if you can even call him a center fielder, is Mark Canna. That's the competition right. for a center field guy. Yeah. So. I think, I think that the Rays might lean towards keeping Glass now and paying him. I mean, they've they've paid guys about as much or gotten less production from guys and still paid them millions upon millions of dollars. I know this is going to sound rude, so I, I, I maybe I shouldn't. Are you say making it. a Chris Archer joke? Are you making a Yoshi Satsugo joke? Are I'm, you making a Pat Burrell joke? I mean, if you're willing to pay for 19 innings of... I know they didn't know it was going to be 19 yes. innings. But, but you had to end, know that. Look at his history. Look at how bad he was. Look at his age. Look at what he's coming off you of. You pay that guy $6.5 million yeah. in Archer, and you're not going to pay $6 million to a guy. Yeah, he's not going to be sitting in 2022, but you retain him, and you see what happens in 2023. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, with Wonder... I, I, I love what you're saying there. Yeah. With Wonder one more year old. The, the, the pitching staff, Rasmus and Patino, the Shanes. I mean, 2023, like, yeah. hold on to your damn butts. Seriously. It's going to be a really good season, 2023. I know 2022, hopefully too, but I like it. I yeah. like your idea. Keep Glass now. I like it. I'd rather keep him than get, you know, the prospects then, that you would Again, his got- value is low right now. Yeah. I would think of, oh, now you're going to pass off the rehab mm-hmm. and every all the work that it takes to get him on the right path to another team. No. I feel like you're not going to get a great prospect haul for that. Still thinking it could be good, but yeah. not the best ever. So, like, why right. would the Rays do this? I, I know that also, they're cheap, but yeah. do it. And also the Rays have a bevy of outfielders and they've got position player prospects that they need to yeah. find a spot for. So I feel like 
by canceling out KK's salary, you're essentially paying for Glass now over the next two years. And I think that would be 100% okay. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, let's get that red Sharpie out. This is an interesting one. Grade for Tyler Glass now this season. How do you grade somebody negatively mm-hmm. when all they did was show up day in and day out and, and, and pitch to the hardest effort? How do you how do you how do you knock off somebody with something that they didn't want to happen? They didn't. They didn't yeah, is part of the equation. Yeah. So so the performance was ace level stuff. Yes. I mean, I had him at a ninety seven before the the injury. Mm-hmm. Um, Wander Franco level. I I think I have to knock him down. To just below Randy Rosarena. Had Randy Rosarena at 93, I'm giving Tyler Glasnow a 92. Okay. I'm not giving Glasnow an A, but I'll give him a B plus. Okay. What, because, 88? Yeah, 88. Just for the amount of innings that he pitched. You know what? <laughs> 88 you. I'm yeah. 92. So an A minus 90 average. Thereabouts. Yeah. And because I do think... It's unfortunate that he got hurt, and you have to wonder if the uh, the MLB crackdown on substances, which like it's crazy to think that using a little bit of sunscreen is the end of the world compared to what Garrett Cole and some other people are yeah. using. Let's just introduce a pre-tacked ball like Japan uses, yes. and let's fix this issue once and for all. Um, but and and in those 88 innings, he was so good and he helped the team bank so many wins through the first couple months of the season. So I think that should absolutely be valued. I mean, he pitched more innings than Colin McHugh, right? More innings than Andrew Kittredge, more innings than, and I know it's different starter reliever, but he contributed in the innings he pitched. They were very impressive and important innings. He made the team better, man. Yeah. And that's what you want from, from a guy that's at the top of the rotation. One more stat that I, I, I didn't get to, my favorite one. Mm. Um, left on base percentage, the, 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 the strand rate of, of those base runners, 82.4%. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful stuff there. Um, so, so you get to strand that many runners. Uh, uh, you know, that's the kind of guy I really hope that you're right, Kevin, and that they, they, they do pay him the six mil, he stays. Because I want to see 2023. And yeah. the, the most beautiful thing I think about this is that if they keep him for 2022 on the shelf, then you know 2023 is a foregone conclusion. Right. They're basically saying by keeping him 2022, no, 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 we're, we're yeah. waiting for 20. We're not just going to do the whole rehab and then send him off. Right. Again. That makes no sense whatsoever. So then exactly. This would this would just be a, a, a perfect thing to not even have to worry about until 2023. 2023, how many innings do you think he – fires i think around this this many 88 okay 100 i think you know 100 innings i think would be just perfect you bring that up i would almost oh i I don't know i wonder if if it is the last year Mm -hmm. that glass now is throwing for the rays and not to say this is unfortunate or it's not right, but maybe it's like, hey, we're going to lose him anyway. Let's roll him out as much and as often as we can. Not saying you want to damage him, but it's an asset that 
you've got him for this year only, most likely, before he hits free agency. Go out, go nuts. Give him as many opportunities and starts and leave him out for as long as you might see fit. Now, of course, that brings up the question of you don't just want to run him into the ground before the season is over and then you get screwed in the playoffs again. But But maybe September, you start like, okay, no. Be more liberal with his usage. The whole year, yeah. Maybe even more than if it was a Patino or a Russell in the same same position. I I don't dislike that idea. And also, let's remember, that would be his walk year. Like He comes to free agent. So if you do that and then you give him a qualifying offer and he doesn't, uh, uh, then you get a draft pick. And you know what? Glassnow probably does want to pitch as much as he can in 2023 so he can increase his value in free agency. Yeah. It's better to see a guy that threw 150, 160 innings instead of 90. Oh, I don't think it would be that much. Not saying it's going to be that much, but if you had the playoffs, maybe, then it gets into all of that because that that is a big consideration on health of a pitcher on whether a guy is going to get a one-year perfect deal, a two-year, three-year, four-year, five-year. It'll be really interesting to see what guys like Noah Syndergaard gets this off season and, and some guys like that, because it, it might, depending on how glass now does in 2023, he might not get the offer he likes in free agency. I don't think he will. I th- honestly, I think he's looking at a cop deal. Possibly the four year, 50 mil, something like that. Four year, 60, which honestly the rate to be in play. If that's yes, what you're a hundred percent is very, that's gettable, man. I agree. They don't, they're not even at $70 million right now in the payroll. Yeah. So, so I mean, I think it's, and they 100%. know him better than most as far as how to utilize and deploy him. I mean, he's had a lot more success here than with Pittsburgh and maybe and another he likes organization. Yeah. And he, and he wants to win here. Honestly, this is the kind of guy that you want to give him the ball in game one and in game seven of the playoffs. Yeah. He deserves that chance. So I really, really hope that they give him the, the arbitration in 2022. Then it's a foregone conclusion that he'll be with the, the team in 2023. And then that's the guy yeah. game one. Tyler Glass now. Game seven, Tyler Glass now. Hot take if Glass now is no longer on the Rays in 2024 Ooh. and beyond, he's going to LA. He's going to either the Angels or the Dodgers. The Dodgers. Yeah. Oh. He's going back to Cali. Yeah. I can I see, see that. A hundred percent I can see that. Yeah. Oh, and then, and you know who do it? He would explode. If he was in the in the Dodgers, he would mm-hmm. just be on every magazine ever. Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, that's Tyler Glass now for you. Thank you again for making the Locked on Race podcast your first uh, first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on Bets podcast. Uh, tomorrow will be Friday, which means we'll have a mailbag episode and some baseball trivia as well. Stay tuned for that. Have a great day, everybody. Happy Veterans Day, people. Yes. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you to all of those who have served and are currently serving as well. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Ulysses, we... And we know we have uh, have listeners, so yes. thank you so much for everybody. Yeah. Thank you very much, and uh, yeah, we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.